Hello and welcome to our third episode. Today we have Kandan Gopinathan with us. He is a 2012 batch IAS officer who had hit the headlines last year for resigning from his post in protest of the abrogation of Article 370 and Article 35A. He was also in news for volunteering as a relief worker during the Kerala floods without revealing his identity. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, so you worked in the private sector before you joined the civil services. Yes. So uh, what made you join the IEUs? Uh, so uh, it is not that, you know, uh, we, like many of us have a kind of a very childhood dream itself to yes. become an IAS, become a collector or a SP, etc. I, I didn't have such. In fact, uh, uh, yeah, the earliest I remember was like uh, when I was in 10th, uh, I got uh, uh, in my SSLC exam or 10th standard exam, I got uh, state gold medal or first rank or something I shared with somebody from the state and then our collector, which is of the district uh, got him. He had asked me uh, because my father was a clerk in revenue department. So revenue department is headed by a collector in, uh, you know, in the district. So it was since his uh, own employee's son had got uh, first, uh, first rank, etc. in the state. So he had called me for a, a cup of tea with him and then, you know, uh, maybe some sort of a felicitation. So that was the only thing I think I remember of uh, thinking of collector or something before I decided to write the exam. But even uh, I, I am quite uh, interested in science. I'm not very interested. I was very much into the administration or anything. Uh, so I did, I was an engineer. Then I worked in Motorola, uh, like pre-scale semiconductors for some time, four years. It was during that time that we got interested in some NGO activities. Uh, you shouldn't, like NGO activities, you would think something, uh, you know, very large. It wasn't very large. A few of us were actually teaching some uh, children from a neighboring uh, Jugi uh, in, in the neighboring Jugi area, and uh, you would find these kids coming to your, uh, you know, your own home nearby your apartment, etc. Uh, so they would come and they would uh, be, you know, collecting some, uh, uh, some, you know, waste or you know, bottles, you know, plastic bottles, etc. You'll, you'll see them doing that, or some of them were selling uh, rose, etc. In a neighboring area, so you, that is where. Uh, I think first time I got interested in some sort of a like NGO kind of a thing. Uh, then a few of us started teaching the kids there. And then after some time, we, uh, I went ahead and then there is another uh, main commercial area. Then I started some doing something there. That's where I called uh, more volunteers to join me. And then I found some, you know, my wife, uh, then she was not my wife, of course. Then she, she came and uh, both of us started teaching some more kids in another place and then it was her decision precisely to get you know this get into the system to change the system that you cannot be outside and you know hoping to make things uh, you know hoping to change things so she said there is no point doing our work like this you know after our private job then uh, we are doing all these things and if they especially in the second place the impact was also very less in the first place the impact was very much in the second place the impact wasn't there uh, so she went and joined the coaching class and I think uh, I also went after her. I thought maybe like, okay, maybe uh, I'll also come. So that was the beginning of my UPSC journey. Uh, so it was like, okay, let me also join because you are anyway going to give the exam. I'll also uh, accompany or give a you know company to that. So, and when uh, I cleared my preliminary and when, when my mains result came, both, uh, both of us were working at that time uh, and when my mains result came and she said that okay uh, I didn't clear in the first attempt so she said you may you know marks are good you and you are anyway doing your work we are very hectic work uh, in free scale also at that point of time so why don't you resign and uh, give it a shot you know one shot at least give it honestly so then I resigned in I think April 2011 and the 2011 exam I cleared uh, the UPSC and that's how I became came into the IA. So uh, yeah, by chance, yes. And uh, also it was not to become IAS. It was to do something. It was to do something or to be of use to something, uh, to be able to improve something of you know, lives of people around you. 
so ias became at that point of time and better way to do that you know that was uh, i felt to you know or in fact my wife wife felt or both of us felt to be the best means to what we are doing or what we are thinking as our ends would be so yeah it's a, it's a long journey what i shared uh, but that's how i came to uh, be an ias do you still believe that you can change the system by being a part of the system uh tough uh i don't think you can change the system because what maybe i may uh, you know thought of was that uh, once you are part of the system right you are the system you know you get all the benefits of the system you are affected by any changes to the system so you cannot change the system you can use the system to be of little more beneficial to little more people you know a bit more responsive to a la- slightly larger number of people provided and in those areas where the political or other factors allow you to do that so you can have a bandwidth you can have a limited bandwidth you can use the system that you are in and use that to change some things within that bandwidth in the area that you are allowed to uh, do and that you can do definitely provided you have a uh, uh, you know uh, you are not in the service for you know other reasons but in the reason to actually uh, do something uh, for the people you can definitely do that but changing the system would be a little uh, too much to say you are part of the system and your own survival is dependent on the system survival so what you effectively start doing is you would start you want to be more powerful so the system should be more powerful uh, you know you want to be more resourceful the system should be more resourceful you want to be more protected the system should be more protected so it becomes uh, you know like everything related to system is actually you <laughs> so it, it's a little tough while being within the system to change the system you can and whether whether it is your aim to change the system or not is definitely a question that you can ask or you can say it's never been the aim to change the system but use the system to be a little more responsive to the people so yes that you can still achieve provided the political bandwidth you know is provided to you in that space in fact i get very interesting messages now uh, in the sense uh, even uh, where i was raised in the last collector from that place uh, one very uh, young fellow had wrote me that uh, you are a failure so I, i i was like okay but then i checked he is from that district and i was i'm very proud of the work i did wherever i was whether uh, mizoram or whether in dadra nagar valley so it hit me like okay some random person calling me you are a failure you are a random you know cheat anti national traitor whatever i don't care but okay this is somebody from you know where i work and uh, so i asked what happened uh, then he wrote no you are an absolute failure i said why then uh, then i asked him in a dm i went to the dm and asked why did you write that so he's telling sir you are the only person who is to listen and then you left uh, so then i understood yeah there are some of them are angry because there was somebody at least who was listening to uh, thing and they were even more upset because i just thought some issues which i thought was important which was not important to them uh, i thought was important i left the job uh, which was important to them for something which is important to me so they didn't like it uh, they 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 were angry they they used to say you know so that way yes uh, a lot of if you are a good person and you think uh, you can at least set your ego aside and uh, start the, you know taking questions and you can sit when a citizen can come and be angry at you you know and uh, be polite despite them being angry at you i think then you def- definitely deserve to be in the system and try to do something for the person but if you think you, you know how come somebody can question you then maybe you should get out what is the scope of dissent as an officer yeah uh, dissent while it is in the realm of your own uh, working in the sense like i am a collector let's say and uh, some decisions the government had asked me to do uh, through me you know for me being the collector so i can of course dissent 
and i have many a times you can on file you can say your reason and of course there will be uh, repercussions for those dissent they would definitely come after you in one way or the other they would like to transfer you they'd like to find something that you might have done wrong some day and then take some action against you they will try to do all that but beyond that you can still if you are confident of what your position is you can definitely do that uh but when it comes to issues which you are not directly involved in let's say in my case it was kashmir or you know the what was happening in kashmir i was not party to it i am in sitting in dadra nagar really so in that case going there and saying things uh, against the government or you know saying that i don't agree to it while being in the service of course they couldn't have dismissed you for that but they could have made sure that i am like getting transferred every 3 months or 6 months or something like that and uh, or maybe they could have started some disciplinary proceedings and you know uh, like to ensure that the person is troubled for whatever he said he should understand the thing is very simple you said something against the government so there has a cost to it and that cost will definitely come to you the you it is up to you whether to say that thing again no if you value something you have to pay a price for it so it is up to you whether you want to pay that price continuously and keep saying those things or you want to keep quiet and do just what the government asks you to do but for me it was little uh, you know i didn't think it was appropriate to do first because you should you know if you have if you feel strongly something uh, as to say something against the establishment that you are part of then maybe you should get out you know uh, you should get out and say that i don't agree uh, like if you are in a company and you don't agree with the company or the employer what will you do you will say okay i don't agree with the principle i am leaving i'll find something else to do it's as simple as that second thing is if they if they are trying to just transfer me harass me it's actually i am not the one who is getting harassed with my family and i will be a little bit trouble but it's actually the people who are getting harassed i'll be there in the department for 3 months 6 months by the time i start doing something they will transfer me so that department has suffered then i'll go another department and there are many departments even now in our uh, government uh, you know uh, setup wherein these are considered like a punishment department you know it's of no important uh, to that department and uh, people would be just transferred for 3 months and then another 3 months somebody else will come effectively that department will remain nobody get you know put any focus on those departments so it's not the person who is suffering it's the department that is suffering it's the place or it if it is a location let's say it is a place that is suffering it's a people there which are suffering it's the beneficiaries of those uh, things which are suffering which makes no sense you can keep getting the salary every month till you retire but beyond that i don't think uh, it makes any sense to waste your life uh, like that just because you cleared an exam you know you cleared an exam so you don't you don't have to be it's not like a life term sentence or something that you have to serve the sentence then only you can get out you can get out when you feel like but there is definitely a need to enhance the scope for dissent within the bureaucracy because uh an op- unless a person is can you know uh, critical thinking is of absolute essence if but if a person is not allowed to be openly critical then his own thinking his own decision making process would also become a very suboptimal decision making and what you call as a group think you know everybody says yes and so i also go and go ahead and say yes this leads to very very bad decision making from the government side and when that happens it's the public which suffers so dissent within uh, unless they are going ahead against the constitution of the country or you know something seditious and something like that other than that it should be allowed uh, because right you don't uh, sub, you know you, do, you don't surrender your right as a citizen Uh, when you become an officer you shouldn't have to uh, when you become an officer but that's what uh, normally it becomes yeah so uh, an fir was fi- uh, fi- filed against you because you tweeted against the prime minister and yeah. uh, many people actually are being slapped with serious uh, charges for what they write on social media so do you see yeah, this yeah. as a breach of freedom of expression yeah of course means uh, <laughs> Uh, what has happened is that uh, earlier there was a bit of at least a pretension of a freedom of speech when it came to uh, social media that they never went after people like okay write what or you want trend something trend do this trend do that but uh, then it came to a point that see 
you have the power right it has to be legal uh, if i am arresting you let's say i want to arrest you it all it has to be it has to be legal and legal means what that certain powers which are given to the concerned authority so that authority has a you know uh, legitimate power to do that now it is up to him whether he finds it reasonable or not okay uh, like in dr kapil khan's case uh, the dm Uh, did something which is outrageous. The collector, the district minister there, did something which is outrageous. It took around six months or four, five months for the high court to come out and say that what it, what he did was unreasonable. Okay, but it, that's it, right? Just it said it's unreasonable. The person suffered. Uh, the person who made that decision, he didn't do anything illegal. Okay, it was an unreasonable part, but still he was well within his powers to do that. that's how our power system is designed uh, and i remember while being in bureaucracy i was very specifically told that your job is to find a legal way to do things you know legally acceptable way to do things if somebody has to be arrested you need to find a legally acceptable way to arrest if i need to demolish somebody's house find something against his house if i need to cut down an electricity to a house see what happened in the pre liberalization era we can say before 90s uh, we had a lot of acts which we used to harass industries okay uh, and now we are using the similar kind of laws to harass individuals uh, what we used to you shouldn't call it as a harassment of industries but all, all, almost always it became a harassment of industries because the kind of laws we have it is almost impossible to meet all of them so everybody who is born in india is a potential not not potential is already a criminal uh, you know for criminal in the sense not of an ipc sense but in one of those acts you are already a criminal you know your house could be violating the building by law uh, you are based uh, you know might be violating the pollution control or something which is there you might be have you might have taken an electricity connection of let's say 100 uh, this thing and uh, you know or 5 kilowatt and you might be having a load of 7 uh, kilowatt so uh, you don't know uh, you know you, you don't even know that such things exist but there so many are there wherein it's the moment a government decides okay you are the target now how to target you is for bureaucrats to decide or the bureaucrats the police the forces you know the entire thing to decide target him or target her okay now what are the things we can target this law under that law under this law if none of it functions book him under a uh, you know uh, under a 420 or a uh, make a somebody person give a complaint uh, saying that you know uh, like i was booked under 295 like uh, like religious i tweeted against the prime minister and the affair against me that i heard religious sentiments and i you know i i was planning <laughs> i don't know how how what how it makes sense but it also makes sense because for a lot of people the pm current pm is like no less than a god so it probably because of that but this you know it it went up to that extent uh, there is another affair against me on using disaster management act not because it is anything because they care you know it's a very simple thing you are doing it not because it is right or it is required or anything it's because it is there and it is legal and so and they can so uh, we need to at some point understand the amount of powers we as a citizen has given to our governments uh, it's it, it it is just that they have not been using it right uh, uh, once uh, bureaucrats have decided to use all the powers actually they have uh, let's say or police or anybody together then it is like it's impossible for an individual to survive for every single thing every single thing is a is 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 a is a crime every single individual is a criminal once criminal in the sense must have violated one law or the other so we need to work and, and that is been i think uh, part of it is under the current dispensation but i it would be highly unfair to say everything is because of the current dispensation or anything these these laws were there they were being misused from before also it is not the case that it was just uh, this uh an average person or especially a poor person would be afraid of a police constable then also he is equally afraid of a police constable today also for him a modi is a different it doesn't matter who modi is or a prime minister is for him his power struggle is not a
against the pair of freedom of expression uh, to that his power struggle is against the couple of police personnel who is standing you know while he is going in 11 o'clock or something after doing some you know work and since he is found at 11 o'clock in the night you know uh, why are you here go from here you know use a lati he will not ask how dare you use a lati against me i am a citizen of this country you are paid to serve me you are paid to help me you know and uh, go back to my home safely how can you use the same lati which you purchased from my own money uh, to beat against me you know you you beating you using that to me how can you do that you won't ask why because you already afraid i must have done something wrong you know uh, i don't because you don't know which are the laws you can only be clear as to you haven't done anything wrong only when you know what is wrong and what is right since so many laws are there you are absolutely no idea which law you have already violated and you you are already under the tension that i must have done something wrong and if these people take me at a police station then i need to go to my get an advocate which i is absolutely beyond my uh, capability to do that and they might beat me up then maybe put me in for jail for two days and then by the time i come out it's best thing is what sir please let me go please don't beat me let me go you know there is no point confronting there is no point confronting to the power if the you know an iota of power the lowest form of power also there is no point and that is how i think we uh, in the true sense never became citizens in the of the country we always remained remained a subject also coming to a slightly larger part of it because uh, to uh, why a freedom of expression doesn't affect a large section of people because they never had that to begin with you know it was a it, it was or you know with a certain set of people large you know but that set was slowly becoming bigger and bigger now but still it was a very minor minority it could have say 15% or you know, so 80 85% or 90% of the country still didn't have those rights to be able to stand up to power the power could be uh, a school principal who is asking your son to you know clean the dish or you know asking something else to be done or could be a village officer who is not getting your uh, land patta to be uh, properly you know uh, revenue official or it could be a municipality ward official or it could be a, a police official it could be anybody any you know then it, it was never or a farmer could have gone to a tehsildar and say why my uh, this is not coming why the msp is not being paid why this is not being done so at every interface of power we are always a very subjugated kind of an individual a subject at the mercy of those in power we never went ahead and said this is rightfully mine and you need to give that to me but what this under current dispensation what happened was that that journey from 15% to maybe 20 25 30 3500 what it should have gone that journey was halted and said since 85% people don't care anyway you know these people are talking about odi and bens and you know freedom of expression is like a bens or mercedes or you know odi or something like that and 85% of the people are still on a bicycle uh, so it doesn't matter if i just stop odi all together because 85% were never never owned an odi it, it, it never bothered uh, they were not bothered about that so let, let's just so the transition from a cycle to maybe a better transport or you know that was stopped and said since they didn't have anything we don't have to bother at all you know they would at least be happy because these 15% would also now not have that freedom of expression now they'll also be arrested for what a poor person would have been arrested earlier right if a random person would have said something against an sho uh, or a circle inspector or a police personnel or a dm or anybody at the random in a very remote district he would have been immediately picked up and put in a jail for a couple of days just to show him his place now that is being done to more powerful individuals for speaking against a prime minister it's all the same uh, it's just that we in a way we have been shown that what we failed to achieve uh, it's good if you realize it and uh, we work together in the sense we shouldn't again once while while we have this fight we should be clear that this is not just for ourselves to get those freedom of expression for us to get back no this is also important that every single person when in this country when he is speaking to power when he is speaking to people in government or in authority he should be able to speak rightfully he should be able to argue angrily you know 
when he's not getting there without having to worry that I am speaking to a position of power because those precisely all those power has been given to them to serve those very citizens. You know, it is not to show their power to those individuals. So I hope uh, at least when we come out of it, we come out with this rather than just restoring the same kind of rights to a certain set of people, we, we at least understand the need to enhance those uh, to a large extent. You traveled across the country during the CANRC protests. So what were some experiences or anecdotes that you gathered while traveling? Uh, there is a lot. I think I've been to the 18 plus 18, 19 states, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. And some 65 around or districts, 60, 65 districts. Uh, so so many incidents, uh, so many experiences, so many learnings. What uh, I am sharing just now is also this, those learnings only. My own uh, understanding of things have changed uh, uh, to a large extent. Uh, that while I was telling about, uh, you know, I, I, when I resigned, I remember telling that I wanted to be a voice of the voiceless. And, uh, you know, here I am left with no voice for my own, you know. So I think probably that was something which a lot of media carried also that, you know, he said, this is what he wanted to be. And, but uh, last uh, six months, one year or so has taught me that it's not, that's not the point. Uh, you know, that's not the point at all that you being the voice of somebody else is not the point at all. Uh, you should be in, a, in this country, anybody should be able to voice his or her own thoughts by himself. He shouldn't need somebody else to be a voice for him. You know, uh, a farmer shouldn't need a farmer leader, you know, who is normally not a farmer uh, to come in and become a voice of the farmer. Uh, uh, you know, or a, or a minority shouldn't need a leader from a majority to validate what they think or what they feel. Uh, so that is something I learned. And uh, people, when they voice their concerns, it has a lot of uh, strength. Uh, when uh, far, and whereas our structure is slightly different. Uh, so people, uh, when I thought about uh, freedom of expression, a lot of people who are in this sector, who have been fighting those in power, uh, environmental, farmers, activists, education activists, tribal activists, you know, there are a lot of people who have been for their entire life doing this. So uh, they were telling that, Kanan, you you know, you are telling to take all other aspects aside and then just focus on freedom of expression, you know, which is a very abstract concept. Uh, you know, uh, you don't understand the realities of a, a normal life of, of all these section of people, be it transgender, be it, you know, a lot of people uh, who are affected. But uh, my point was very different. My point was that, no, actually all of our fights are actually the same, exactly the same. It is that we want those individuals to enjoy the life as a citizen of this country. But we are fighting for them because they are unable to express it themselves. Right? That is why we have we are effectively becoming voice of those people. If instead we collectively are able to build a society where they themselves are their own voice, they don't need somebody else to be the voice, then you don't need to fight their battle. They will fight. You will fight your own battle. They'll fight their own battle. You know, we all have our own, you know, tomorrow you might disagree with, let's, let's say a large section of the tribal uh, population might feel, and then uh, it shouldn't be the case that you have to either change your views or they have to change their views. No, it shouldn't be the case. They should be able to fight their battle. You might say, okay, I disagree, but they should have that voice. Uh, but yeah, so that has been one of the key aspects. So every battle is a single battle in a way that if, all of us find our voice, I think, uh, of our own issues. It doesn't matter. It has to be one. I think a lot of, uh, lot of uh, our travel from being a subject to a citizen uh, would be complete. A large section of that travel we would have uh, completed. And uh, it was also, I used to go to, initially I used to go to places and I used to start lecturing. You know, you know this, you know that, X, Y, Z. And then I started, especially Bihar, UP, etc. And I started traveling. And the people, uh, you know, highly aware, they're very aware and they would come out and give you examples, uh, which you could have never thought of, 
uh, and which perfectly fits the scenarios and they would tell you oh like this are you saying you know it is like this and they would have always had thought of a slogan they would already have because this is not a new battle or anything many of us have a feeling that this is something new this is not new yes the vigor of it the kind of uh, architecture of the current uh, system is quite different so we th that way the mode of the battle or the intensity of it has changed but a lot of people have been struggling for a long period uh, so that learning has been told. there are a lot of interesting anecdotes i would uh, rather like i think that will take a lot of time so <laughs> anecdotes are many 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 i remember uh, you know at least twice getting arrested uh, the funniest uh, thing was that i think when i think uh, going to agra aligarh so the dm there had uh, said i will not be allowed to enter uh, aligarh uh, and then uh, in fact not only aligarh the moment i entered madhya pradesh uh, this border uh, uttar pradesh border i had taken an ola outstation okay and uh, from gwalior and i was traveling in that and the moment i reached the border of agra a lot of uh, black cat, you know cat they look like some commandos a uh, lot of them came and uh, suddenly opened the door opened the uh, window and the driver who is an ola driver okay uh, he was terrified he was like what is happening am i traveling with a terrorist <laughs> what what happened and uh, they were looking at me like i am you know some animal in a zoo you know they are looking like easy the person he is easy the person who are we supposed to arrest so for some time i also let then i told yes i am the person you are you know looking for uh, i showed this is the this is what you are looking right yes i am the person and the driver just opened the door and ran away you know like he just ran away he thought is that is the end of the life you know <laughs> he ran away and uh, he thought he was traveling with a terrorist or something uh, then after they arrested a huge police team i don't know why and uh, then got arrested and then uh, for some time uh, i told them you don't have any legal uh, thing to arrest me here at least make some legal papers right at least because this will be kidnapping to today you are actually effectively kidnapping because you don't have anything and if you are asking me to uh, come with you tomorrow i'll go to the court saying that you kidnapped me uh, so there has to be if you, <laughs> today it is your political dispensation you know they support all this tomorrow you know you don't know i might come in power and then you know i'll come after you you know so don't do that at least do things legally you go by this uh, because you have already been in service so i was like okay uh, do xyz and arrest me and then uh, if you, and they and after some time around 3 o'clock the driver came uh, to that place and then he came and said sir you know i came to know who you are i thought you were a terrorist <laughs> so <laughs> he was so, so afraid and he said then he came and said sir i i will stand by you i will tell that you know they were telling you know they had written in a gd uh, general diary entry that uh, my plan was to go to every village of agra Uh, and then instigate people in agra and then take all of them to aligarh for a some kind of a <laughs> aggression or something uh, then i was like i i booked an ola outstation from gwalior to aligarh <laughs> you know i was directly going to aligarh you are telling i am going to all these all these villages and i have such a funny incident uh, but then uh, there are a lot of uh, you know we like lot of police you know the senior police officers were there the sdm were there and we were all sitting together i told sdm like i will not sign the bond uh, initially of around 1 lakh or something so i said i'll not sign a bond you know this is uh, you can put take me to jail then he said 50000 i said no the very reasonable man uh, he said yeah so i said no said, 100 rupees or no i'll not pay 1 rupee he said okay 0 rupees bond i said yeah okay no problem 0 rupees bond is fine <laughs> uh, but he understood that uh, you know he was clear he is he his point was to keep me detained till the night so that i don't uh go and attend the uh, university function i was supposed to go to aligarh muslim university for a, for a, and the function went on all the other speakers for only i was detained and then they took me as very interesting uh, uh, you know after the after the incident i got out and uh, like quite a few police personnel who were who were detaining me they were like sir can we take a selfie so i said yeah why not <laughs> let's take a selfie <laughs> so uh, i think yeah while we are doing this journey we might feel under a lot of stress but we should also be care we should also be clear that there are more allies than we expect
there are more people uh, in various uh, positions of power in various uh, locations who understand that what is happening at some one level or the other is wrong and but it will be also childish to think that this is the only time it has happened no it has happened it is just that our lifetime it maybe it is uh, the first time to happen so it is important that we fight but with the understanding that this is going to be a long term fight it is going to take going to take time it's not going to be like ek saal we did something and then that is the end of everything that's not like that's what i feel it, uh, we need to be clear uh, of this aspect and then fight with a little more confident more positivity of course i can say all this because i might not be tortured when i am arrested because of maybe i was an is a lot of people uh, when they are detained they won't get the kind of uh, friendly treatment that it's not that i got a friendly treatment everywhere there was one person where a, uh, you know the police was trying to jab me with the but that was even even that was a very minimal thing a lot of people are simply tortured and you know because they don't have any voice so they won't be able to come out and say you know like you are asking me my story uh, nobody would be there to ask them their stories so since their stories are not heard so they don't care what stories they live through right so a lot of it is again uh, you know that i'm able to laugh at a lot of things because of the privilege otherwise uh, even that is not possible what is your take yeah. on how professors activists and students are being slapped with uh, charges uh, accusing them of being national threats to the country <laughs> uh, you know that's again uh, this uh, quite uh, funny in the sense that uh, uapa etc was supposed to be national security act etc was supposed to be against terrorist you know uh, now by using these against citizens who raised voice against the government you know for what was injustice or what they felt if the government can differ but what they felt to be injustice tomorrow when a terrorist is also arrested you wouldn't know the difference because you are using uapa like it is some sort of uh, you know crpc proceeding uh, you know you are using nsa like it doesn't matter at all it's like a 420 or something uh, and you just using like so effectively those acts have uh, lost all relevance uh, those those acts which is was intended to to you to be used against severe national threats are being used like you know how misa was used during the emergency I, again this is not again the first time maintenance of internal security act was used in during the emergency left right and center it was used to arrest every single person who raised any uh, thing against the government it is just it is uapa now instead of misa but that period also got over right that period got over a lot of people when you are fighting i am pretty sure that uh, when Uh, i decided to fight against this government i was clear that there would be consequences and those consequences would include going to a jail those consequences might include them beating me up those consequences you know it's not that i should expect that it's not that it is right to expect all that it is wrong 100% wrong it is unacceptable in a democracy but it is precisely because unacceptable things are happening in this country in this democracy that is why we have chosen to fight so we should be with that clear thought process that and a lot of people who are doing that are exceptionally brave uh, you know and they are foolish to go after professors uh, i think uh, if somebody is to do anything against my professor i will hate them for my life you know uh, whatever be the case whatever be my political ideology but uh, if they come after my teacher you know this is a culture where we teach that you know uh, Uh, a guru comes equal to your parents or even god and uh, and if when they go after professors who have taught students for years all together for generations uh, the government thinks they are targeting an individual they are not at all understanding that they are targeting thousands of people in thousands of places uh, you know who are getting infuriated by you know furious by this what is happening and uh, because professors are institutions in themselves professors are not individuals professors are institutions in themselves when they are affected i remember getting calls from a lot of bureaucrats when one of the professor was you know uh, targeted they were not bothered about anything as which happened but when they when their professor was uh, you know even slightly insulted a lot of them called and said kanan yes this is what is happening is not correct we should you know, this you know 
if he had your courage you would also got out and you would also done what you are doing but okay but this is a fight we need to fight so you will feel also feel yes then i realized yes man like you know they can go after so many people but it doesn't matter but go after one professor and uh, you know the, because they don't know how many how many students these professors have uh, nurtured you know they have uh, and it is because of these values it is because of the education he wouldn't agree it's like uh, you know coming after a parent with a with a thousand children with a 10000 children you know going after a mother or a father of a 10000 children you are actually making enemy of those thousand children it's been foolish uh, this fight definitely is a tough period but it is very clear that this period definitely would end and at that time we should be clear as to not use again these very tools to suppress uh, people you know with whom with we disagree with rather how to change these tools so that you know this can never be used to target anybody else you know these kind of uh, sections which cannot be used to target anybody else so you've said this repeatedly that the current government is state statist in nature and that the government is more important than its people so can you explain why you said what you said see a lot of uh, uh, you know i have got a lot of criticism also for saying that a uh, lot, lot of us say that this is a you know nationalistic kind of a government or a hindutva oriented government uh, so when you are saying that you would uh, when you say some it is something of a government then you would feel their priority the most priority would be let's say nation building in whichever way they want it to be or a hindutva in whichever way they want it to be but if you look at the actions of the government it has always been to uh, create an image of the government you know it is to serve the government and the people in the government uh, it is to build an image of a prime minister who is the head of the government uh so everything is designed everything is made to suit that uh and rest of it the people are supposed to suffer for the sake of the government you know yes it is because it is your government right so uh, so people should be ready to suffer uh, be it demonetization be it what happened in gst be it what happened after 370 be it any of the decisions that you take be it the lockdowns that have happened during the uh, uh covid any of the decisions even chinese you know even the chinese intrusion that happened so the first thing was not government never came out or the prime minister never came out and said that yes there is an aggressive intrusion by the chinese they said no there is nothing inside they have not come inside at all but then said no people have to suffer uh, if you are playing pubg no Why, you know the point is how can you play pubg when our soldiers are fighting against them in you know uh, Uh, this which is okay which is you know the kind of emotion that is you know the government is not fighting uh, you are fighting right so if if it fails you fail not the government so in fight against demonetization you were the one who fought you because why you are the one who fought because you are the one who suffered so if you suffered and you fail you know you fought and if it fails then you failed not the government you know uh, 370 you are the one who felt happy you are the one who said it was required you are the one who said this is to be done because if it fails you fail not the government right government is uh, covid lockdown it failed thoroughly failed who is to blame people not the government you know so the blames are always to the uh, end is always to protect the state and the state is gaining in power uh, disaster management act which was usually used never used this way you know disaster management was effectively used in this country for uh, declaring an emergency uh, it was an emergency uh, that which was done and that was take away almost all the fundamental rights that was there uh, of freedom of movement freedom of you know all those was taken out with single act uh, and which was also used to take away the powers of the state because disaster management act actually Uh, the central government can give directions or even guidelines to the state government to do certain things but what it did central government just said this is the way entire country is going to uh, behave you know state government has no power as to how to decide how they are going to go about it so this this again became uh, uh, very clear uh, every single act every single 
function is to serve the state further. It is to make the powers of the state and the government bigger. It is not to, people are told you have to suffer because you want to make the government stronger. They are told you want to make, you want to make the nation stronger, but the nation is then replaced by the government because government is equal to nation in their uh, parlance. And then are you ready to contribute or suffer for the nation? Replace nation with government. Are you ready to suffer for the government? Your government, because government is more important. Now it's important that you have the government. And that is then uh, given a very kind of, some would say in Hindutva circle, because it is important to have a Hindu government. Some would say uh, it is important to have a strong government. Some would say it is important to have a government which puts national, you know, which is not ready to, uh, you know, which is which does not back away from taking tough decisions, you know, like all those uh, foolish decisions are all called tough decisions because in those, you know, big people can always gamble up on poor people's lives through tough decision. You can say uh, a demonetization didn't affect Mr. Modi's life in any way. You know, his life happened uh, the way it was before, but a lot of people suffered. Uh, lockdown didn't affect Mr. Modi's life in any way except that he couldn't travel to a lot of other countries, but other than that, but, but that is not because of India, that is because other countries stopped travel. So it is actually effectively ca caused a lot of uh, concern to citizens of this country. The people suffer, right? So everything is that people would suffer. The Chinese intrusion which happened, you know, they came inside so much and the government is still not ready to accept that they came in. So the government doesn't want to even affect its own image. It doesn't want the prime minister to lose uh, that image. How can I accept, you know, that's like losing face. I cannot do that. But people, you know, you guys, you, are you ready to take act, you know, stand with me now? Are you ready to stand with the country? The country is replaced by me. Are you ready to stand with me? Uh, and now I ask you to offer your sacrifices, you know, your sacrifices, could be, and you can define it anything, GST or demonetization or COVID or uh, China incursion or, you know, are you ready to sacrifice? Your sacrifices could be in many ways. It could be a PUBG, it could be you're not going to go, it could be your own cash, it could be your business which is getting affected, it could be anything. But are you ready to sacrifice for the government? So that is why when your end goal is not nation, because nation is people. Right? Nation is not a, some territorial entity, it is not government also, it is people. So if you, are, if you are able to take decisions for the welfare of the people, then you wouldn't want to, for them to suffer continuously. Right? Here, uh, it is like, uh, no, it, the end goal is a, a stronger government, a perpetually strong government, wherein the people are asked for sacrifice for, you know, to have that strong government. And that continues. So that is why I felt uh, since the focus and the perennial focus is on the state, the the government, the administration, it is not a nationalist. It is not Hindu. I, I can tell one very very simple example. Uh, before the 2019 election, in fact, there was a direction to. I was DM there, and I was, there was a direction to arrest uh, a couple of Muslims under PASA. Uh, PASA is just like PSA, you know, it's just like. A pre it's like a preventive act under which the DM, the district magistrate, can send somebody to a jail up to six years without trial. Okay, they can't go to a court and ask for anything. It can be sent to a jail for six months, uh, and in between there is a review by a board. That's all. So uh, uh, these are the powers that we have. Okay, any collector can send anybody to uh, <laughs> jail just because he thinks he so he's, you should be in jail. Uh, the maximum it will come in after two weeks. There will be a review, and then you will be out. And the collector might get a warning saying that you, you, know, you use your powers. That's all. He doesn't have much to lose. But nobody uses like, like that unless there is a direction. So the direction came and the police normally complies because police is a uniform force. So in police, uh, like any other uniform force, a direction comes from the top, they would just listen. Right? Uh, it is not at all uh, this thing that, no, it is if, a DG, if the Home Minister says to the DGP, the DGP would listen. The DGP would say to the IG, IG would listen. You know, it just, it just come. Hona chahiye, you know, it will happen. It, it, uh, and the file came to me because the file had to come through the police to the uh, to the DM. It came for against two Muslims, and I was told uh, because we have this act before the election, we need to tell them that we have this act and we can send people to jail. Uh, so a message had to be sent. So I said, uh, so there is no reason for them to be sent. Both of them are like uh, there were no cases against them. Uh, they, we were we had not even done any preventive CRPC sections against them in the last. Uh, 
couple of them, they, one of them had a case before seven years before, and he was acquitted also uh, for want of uh, evidence or whatever. So seven years before. So in this period, he has now a wife, a kid, everything is living like a life normal person is living. So I said, how in the, the and since I refused to sign, there was a tremendous number of meetings which happened, and then uh, I was. Uh, I said, said, like, you know, this, how can you send people to jail? You know, just because you have the power, you don't send people to jail, right? That is not how it is done. Uh, and then I also said, just before the elections, and uh, look at the names that has been forwarded. Only, you know, two Muslims. Uh, so are we trying to send some any signal? What is it that we have? <laughs> so uh, then is, you know, the direction was like, okay, send a name, Hindu name also. So. Very within two days, I got another Hindu name. This is matter of record. If you file an RTI, you will get all the files. So in two days, I got a Hindu name also. It's like it doesn't matter. Who cares? Hindu, Muslim. It's we have the power to send you to jail. We would prefer Muslims to go first, but if it comes to that, Hindus can also be sent. We don't care, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. It is the state power that is that is important. The message that state is so anyway, one. Once that also came, I refused all three. I said, okay, I also got really upset. I, did the, I, I told this that why are you targeting because so that I thought they might stop the pressure. Instead, I said, okay, if your concern is that only Muslims, then we'll send you Hindus also. <laughs> you do it against everybody. It's such a simple you know, way of thinking, you know, amazed. So, yeah, but then I refused. But I also understood the background of it, you know, understood the bit of it is power. It's the state power. Projection of state power. Uh, people who are with us, okay, fine. Uh, we would try to help you. People who are against us, people who even dare to speak against the government, it doesn't matter. You're a Hindu, Muslim, it doesn't matter. You will be shown your place. That's a state power. And this, everybody else is sort of asked. There are many ways to say this, but uh, I, I, I wouldn't call it a fascist tendency because fascism has an end goal. I don't think this government has any end goal. I don't think it has any idea also of the things that it is doing. You know, they're like a, uh, like uh, some kids when they are given toys, uh, they don't know what to do with it. And and uh, the you know when it doesn't behave the way the toy doesn't behave the way the kid wants, you know they just break it. You know they don't know what to do. They just keep banging it on the wall or something. It's like this. They they you know, a bunch of not very highly intellectual intelligent people have got power and that's a, that's a, you know mildest way to put it uh, and they have power uh, so with the power they can do anything they want uh, so it's important to understand that we are we are whom we are dealing with we are not dealing with very supremely intelligent people we are dealing with uh, below average kind of people who have a lot of power but they understand emotions they understand human emotions that is where we Many times we go by statistics, we go by logic, we go by rational, but that's not how an average human being lives. An average human being lives not by statistics, he lives by emotion. He lives by, uh, you know, if I have to tell you something, I, you asked me for an anecdote. You didn't ask for a statistic, right? Because stories, emotions, you know, are through how a person is able to easily understand. Almost all the argument would start with Mera uh, auntie ka, you know, son, or my neighbors, somebody, you know what happened there, you know, he had something, you know, that becomes a justification for a lot of prejudices that you're having. Thus anecdotes and anecdotes become, so unless we learn to tell the stories, uh, truthful stories, you know, uh, stories which are truth, which are important, but also interesting. Unless we learn to put those stories in interesting ways, I think it will be difficult for us to connect. Uh, we can't say, uh, you know, we can't go to a place and say, all of you learn my language because my language is more better. No, if you want to connect to the people, you have to learn their language. You have to learn their language and then tell what you have to tell. Right? You, have to tell you have to tell what you have to tell, of course. And But in the language which can engage them. So this is something I think uh, we need to understand. At least all of us need to understand. One side is understanding it very better. But unfortunately, uh, for them, uh, there is high amount of insecurity. Uh, thinking is very subpar. Uh, they don't have any vision for the country. Uh, no, uh, it's a highly insecure, insecure dispensation. Very, very insecure dispensation. Uh, so, I think with those kind of attributes is what will harm the country more. 
and we also need to think 10 15 years ahead okay we can't uh, just be thinking of this one year two year three year kind of a period uh, uh, we need to think that the nation doesn't get defined by 5 or 10 years the nation gets decided by at least a 30 40 year period so at least we need to ensure that the next coming 20 30 years uh, will be a better period you know and for everybody uh again it shouldn't be the case that only those people uh, you know it shouldn't be an a compensation basis but for all people we need to be clear that we need to do better for them. i think that time i i just have one last question and we can wrap up okay because it's already 5:30 i have to be okay fine please so an attitude that has been observed in the government is complete overlooking of public opinion and at a time when we have a very strong government in power and an equally weak opposition does protesting really help what oh, does it does it, does it, it tremendously helps uh, why i'm saying because uh, uh, many people have had a lot of uh, opinion otherwise if you look at this ca in rc protest right uh, i don't know whether you have seen that mood of the nation survey um, which came uh, recently many say that it is a highly biased survey because the sample said that they took was a very limited sample and over the phone and you know a lot of people ask have raised questions on the validity of the survey but just let's for a minute go by what they say uh in that survey almost 80 to 90% people have on every issue supported this government okay uh in one of the survey and it is falls apart because in one question they were asked how covid has affected you 22% said they have lost their jobs uh 63% said the their income has fallen and then the next question they were asked how has the government performed so 80 to 90% are saying excellent outstanding you know or good good or outstanding so even people who who whose life in a job they have lost the job even they are saying government is actually no i lost job this is again an important thing because failures are you are said to be it is personal right uh, the highest number of suicides among the youth are happening now why every every hour i think that was the record it came every hour one is committing a suicide unemployment related you know why because he thinks he is not getting a job he or she thinks not getting a job because uh, he or she is a failure or he or she did not study maybe a polytechnic or an iti or a mechanical or a civil you know i did some mistake i should have learned computer i should have learned this thing you know that is why i am not able to get a job and there is a burden the family is also asking this so i am a failure i am unable to find job so i need to of the burden right so you commit suicide at the same time the statistic says what this is the highest unemployment in like and before covid i am saying all this uh, highest unemployment in some 47 years highest unemployment in person so what an individual feels is his failure is actually not his failure it is the collective failure of uh, the country to provide an um, uh, provide employment to opportunities to the young young people you know only when there are opportunities then only people can get job right if there are no opportunities only very few can get job and if you are not exceptionally good or exceptionally well connected uh, then you will not get uh, a job it's not your fault it's not the concerned individuals fault it is the failure of the government it is the failure of the government to ensure opportunities for individuals to get those jobs but it doesn't come out that way uh, you would say the failure is mine but i got a gas cylinder in my home the gas cylinder is given by the government so the you know i am unable to find a job but the government is able to give me a cylinder so government is successful government is a success i am a failure right i couldn't find a job but modi ji gave me a cylinder so modi ji is successful i am a failure and this becomes a kind of everywhere you know uh, you will find uh, and if you travel to rural areas you will find people just having a mobile phone five people looking at a video and then you know just uh, seeing what is there uh, and because they are unable to find jobs a lot of youngsters but if you go and ask them they would simply say are ye mila na wo mila na matlab because they are measuring the government success by tangible things they got it could be a loan from a mudra it could be an aishman uh, thing or it could be toilet you know 
it doesn't matter whether the gas cylinder is refilled ever again it doesn't matter whether there is water in those toilets it doesn't matter but something tangible so almost any opinion of yours won't matter because they have something tangible you can see that okay this is there these people are shouting all those stuff but i got this right something very tangible even farmers the input cost must have gone multiple times you know because the subsidies of fertilizer has taken out msps have not increased the way it should have a lot of things have gone up but since they are given 2000 rupees every 3 months you know after 3 months in their account 2000 rupees come even if they have lost 8000 rupees in fertilizer subsidy it doesn't matter because uh, you know that is market that is something very you know we never knew how it came direct benefit transfer what the benefit is that the government is directly transferring it to you so uh, bypassing everything else there is now a direct connection between you and the government where you are the beneficiary and the government is the one which is giving you something when overall economy suffers you are unable to do anything better on your own you become more and more dependent on the government benefits right so i was coming uh, you know uh, in a uh, the question was something else i came here because this this kind of uh, uh, disassociation uh, with uh, what is uh, you know a personal failure against uh, uh, government success is something which 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 has gone ahead and you will find this precise example when it comes to the mode of the nation survey wherein uh, 22% lost their jobs 63% lost their you know income but when they are asked how the government performed exceptionally well and i think probably if you would ask them one more question how did you perform they would have said no i didn't do very well because we lost our jobs so they lost while the government succeeded so this is and in the same survey where in every single question you can go and check uh, people have said 80 to 90% people have uh, agreed to everything the government has done only one in two like 50% people have agreed to supported ca only 50% so in a sample set where in people who lost their jobs are supporting this government okay uh, or saying that this is exceptionally well in that sample set people are saying we don't one in two people are saying we don't support ca why because there were protests there were protests it became a dis- because we don't discuss unemployment do you discuss unemployment in your home we don't uh, you know in normal thing uh, with your uncle auntie do you think how the government is unable to provide jobs why is it not happening no it will happen provided there are widespread protests when you go out in a bus and you see that 100 people are shouting and standing on a road and saying that there is no job there is no jobs that day when that uh, you know wife or a husband comes back home there will be a discussion on the dining table today i saw this you know those saying so one person would say this their failure they should find job the other person would say no they'll find job only if there is job available right how they cannot create jobs out of thin air there needs to be an environment where there are opportunities available so the discussion happens and that is what protests do protest takes discussions beyond what is a uh, a twitter or a, you know what is a comfortable convenient places of discussion or a very uh, conventional places of discussion it takes it beyond that it takes it to colleges it takes it to universities it takes it to bedrooms it takes it to dining rooms it takes it to restaurants you know and this you effectively create more and more spaces of disagreements and discussion and when those happen it's bound to create because uh, when we discuss something you may agree we may disagree but we will come to a position if we don't discuss we'll just go by what we think we should say yeah it's okay good so when a mode of the nation survey whatever however biased that is in a sample set where 80 to 90% says that everything this government does is good and they they consider modi as the best best prime minister ever in that if only 50% support ca that means the protest has been able to take 40 people away out if there are 100 people 40 people who support pm in every other thing but are now saying we don't support ca there couldn't be any better success there couldn't be any bigger success than that right if only we were able to create movements or protests beyond ca right ca was a was actually became because it it had so many factors it it was a outright attack on the 
secularism. It is an outright attack on the founding principles of our country. It was also a potential threat to citizenry to a large section of people. So everything was there. But that is also the case with unemployment. That is also a case with so many other aspects. Uh, the thing is, uh, do we find equally uh, emotional, equally connected about, because we don't consider employment as an existential issue, whereas it is. So when, we, and the, the, when, when I said that we need to understand media connects, right? So the mainstream media, we know it won't, it won't discuss a lot of things. Uh, and uh, you know, social media also doesn't have the reach beyond a point. So now, how do you or we take those topics which are otherwise not discussed beyond the conventional spaces of discussion? Protest is definitely one way. And in fact, CANRC protest, what it has shown us is that it remains a very potent uh, tool to take these discussions beyond conventional space of discussion to make more and more people discuss and dis disagree and debate and come to a uh, more reasonable, rational uh, standing. I think